you know, your your neighbor in the industrial part that's turning on and off their motors, and you don't really know why your lights are flickering and the symptoms are coming, but Gladys is over there doing some stuff. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. Hey there, and welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing power quality, the symptoms, causes, and the impact specifically of poor power quality on your manufacturing facility. And to help me walk through this, my guest today has a plethora of experience working with groups like Bell Labs and companies like Lucent, and she is currently the CEO and founder of Denison Technologies. Today, we have Diane Denison. Diane, how's it going? It's good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. So obviously, we're going to be discussing power quality. So I would like to give this analogy of uh, maybe you have a kid with a runny nose, but your kid is your manufacturing plant. So I would like to start with what are the symptoms of poor power quality and yeah. how do we identify those in the first place? Sure. I mean, I, I love the analogy of the kids and, and the runny nose because our machines on the plant floor are our children and we need to make sure they're healthy. Certainly. And, you know, much like we breathe clean air, they need to breathe clean power, so to speak. Yep. And so some of the symptoms would be, you know, you've got equipment stopping or your computers are freezing or maybe your motors and transformers are overheating. Maybe your motors are vibrating excessively or your power supplies are failing or your drives are failing. You see burnt wires arcing. High energy use is another uh, symptom, I would say. High utility surcharges. Certainly. And in the worst case, uh, you know, if, if you start to see neutral wires overheating, ooh, that's even more dangerous than maybe your transformers because that can cause fires and other really um, not so good outcomes. And, and, you know, like the kid with the runny nose, you'd probably assume it's a cold or a flu. And in this case, if we're seeing things like you just explained, things either going out prematurely or... God forbid any kind of fires or anything like that, burnt wires, that kind of jazz. Those are all the symptoms. And they may be obviously showing some undiagnosed issues. Maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's not. What are some of the causes for these symptoms when it comes to power quality? Well, a lot of people talk about that pesky squirrel on the power line. That may, sure. may or may not be the cause. Or, you know, I liken it to the old Gladys Kravitz days. Remember the nosy neighbor in Bewitched for some of us uh, that remember that show? You know, <laughs> sure. your your neighbor in the industrial part that's turning on and off their motors and you don't really know why your lights are flickering and the symptoms are coming, but Gladys is over there doing some stuff. Inside of your plant wall, especially with some of the newer technologies like variable frequency drives or LED lights that create nonlinear loads, those nonlinear loads cause poor power, maybe some arc discharges, UPSs, for example, or maybe weather, you know, weather problems, of course, create power events, widely fluctuating demand. So maybe like an arc furnace or a bolt header or switching inductive loads, turning on and off big motors, that kind of thing. Or even if you're just turning on and off uh, large motors once a day. An example would be like a grain dryer application. 
So there could be a whole plethora or a combination of causes of poor power that really you need to run to ground uh, why these events are occurring and how to help our poor machines and our production lines. Sure. And uh, obviously that is an extensive list. And I know there are probably more and more and more that we could go through, but that just shows you how many variations and how many variables exist in this problem. So, you know, like, like the squirrel on the power line, it it is easy. uh, And I know that in, in my current line of work, we have had talks with the utility companies on behalf of our customers and try to identify, you know, is it the utility company? They want to resolve these issues too. But I do think a lot of the issues do occur inside of the plant because there's just so many things to, to have to manage. We have, the, we have whatever these uh, symptoms and causes are, uh, but at this point, we, we have all these things that are causing issues, and I feel like this is a bit of an, an obvious question, but you know, what, what are the impacts of poor power quality? You know, I know one of the big issues now everyone's talking about top of mind is sustainability, mm-hmm. and some of the causes and problems of poor power, industry uses about a third of the nation's power. and. Wow. which a lot of people don't know how critically important that is. And so our customers require low cost, reliable, consistent power to run their machines and have their productions lines flowing. Well, according to Rockwell, depending on the vertical industry you're looking at, poor power can be the cause of 30 to 70% of unplanned downtime. And depending on the industry, that downtime can be exceptionally costly. So for an auto plant, a minute of downtime might cost $83,000 a minute. Yeah. And so running to ground the root cause of failures vis-a-vis unplanned downtime creates a business case that's justifying why you would want to diagnose poor power. The second would be when assets fail and don't perform their... Uh, full function for their accounting useful life, that's a large expense as well. And so if you just look at the asset failures and the unplanned downtime as part of your calculation, those business models and business cases have proven in the services and solutions that we've delivered calculated within months. I love analogies, so I probably use too many of them, but this is kind of the same thing with some of the previous episodes we've done on networking. Seems like in manufacturing, just because of, I guess, the size and scale of everything, there's a lot of nooks and crannies where things can kind of hide and where it's hard to 100% nail down or resolve an issue. And I, I like to use gremlins as the example, but it seems like there are lots of little gremlins that we need to flush out. And there's there's a lot of different ways to do it, but having more and more information going forward is always extremely helpful. So how do we nail that down? Or how do you suggest that we would actually identify this is a power quality issue versus maybe some other type of issue? As, as we've done so many of these projects, people use um, nooks and crannies, gremlins, or ghosts in the machine. And it requires a very focused, specialized team approach and a process. So we've always looked at this and thought, well, if we take a total quality management approach of understanding your baseline and fully 
understanding your process, your plant, uh, your machines, your one-line diagrams, really how are you currently running your plant and then measure and identify priority areas that our team identifies to focus in on to remedy. That's really the best uh, way to go about doing this, both from an engineering standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint. And so to your point earlier, Austin, one of the things doing uh, comprehensive assessments helps identify is where are the poor power uh, issues, you know, voltage, current, harmonics, what have you. Are we experiencing that yes, no, where, and how do we fix it? But often, to your point earlier, manufacturing customers might think, well, we're getting poor power from the source. We're getting poor power from the uh, utility provider, our supplier of power. Well, if we're doing our job correctly, which we've done on numerous projects now, we're monitoring power coming into the plant at the PCC and mapping our analysis and our recommendations against that IEEE 1159 spec, which is your definition of power quality, so that the end user can say, ah, here you go, we are or we are not getting poor power from the source. And often ruling out what's not the cause is often just as important, if not more important, than ruling out what the cause is coming from. Sure. And that makes sense. That allows you to, to narrow it down. And I know um, the kind of the other side of the coin to this discussion, when we're at least in terms of trying to identify uh, power quality issues, uh, it's not typically a quick, uh, it's not typically a quick project. Is it usually, I mean, I, from my experience, any of these meters or anything that we try to use to diagnose these power issues there's a lot to it, right? Because you got to assess uh, weather. You have to assess other things that are maybe occurring in your local area. You have to try and map that with, okay, well, is this event that we're seeing every day, is that on startup? Is that when maybe like you were talking about earlier, a grain dryer is being used or, or whatever? I mean, th this takes a little bit of time, right? Yes. Um, if you're doing this correctly, you know, a, a one argument would be, oh, well, we have a fluke or a Dranitz and we've taken snapshots of our data. Well, that's not really going to reflect the data that you really need. You really need to run a continuous, uh, we would call it a full duty cycle from simplistically raw material input to finished product output mm -hmm. over uh, one, if not several duty cycles, because that will show you when machines are turning on and off. Uh, differences in your shift and your personnel shift, right? You might have issues regarding people that you need to rule out. Certainly. Let's say, given the fact that we, we have identified um, that there are obviously some, some symptoms and some causes of poor power in our plant, what do we do to remediate that? What's the next step once we have actually identified something? So you, you want to assess you know, your current base case, so to speak, uh, mm. identify the areas that you want to prioritize and where you want to monitor and measure over that duty cycle period. Uh, we then come back with an engineering report that often includes, for example, we see harmonics. Uh, we think that you uh, customers should implement a filter 
or we're seeing sags and swells. And, you know, by the way, perhaps there's a mitigation device to help remediate the sags and swells and those voltage unbalances. And then Denison would continue to continuously monitor to see, okay, the remediation recommendations that we made, did they in fact produce the desired outcome we're looking for? And in, in many cases, you know, you want to continue continuously monitoring your power because it's so crucial to your operations. Sure. And I think, uh, again, I, I can't stop thinking of parallels between this and some of the networking discussions we've had, because it's a lot of the same. There are parts of your plant that are not, I don't want to say not visible, but right. It's, it's very hard to visualize electricity unless something's going wrong. Um, just the same way as it's very hard to visualize what's going on on your network. So I think in these situations, knowledge is power and being able to employ the right person, the right team and the right type of equipment to get in there and to really be able to dissect uh, what is going on and just having an understanding of it moving forward is extremely crucial. So I think what you guys are doing is really awesome. Um, Thank you. I guess bef before we go, is there anything else that you would like to call out? I only would like to encourage anybody on the call, if you have any questions, we're absolutely accessible. We love projects. We love new applications. And so uh, reach out to us anytime. We're here to help. And uh, we're here to help, especially the um, authorized distributor customers of ours. So if it seems like your machines or your plant has a bit of a runny nose, or maybe you got some power quality gremlins or whatever other type of analogy you would like to give for things occurring in your plant that you're pretty sure are power related, but you're not really sure how to identify or solve them. Remember the Denison Group and McNaughton McKay is here to help. So if you have any other questions about this episode or previous episodes, please feel free to reach out to your McNaughton McKay account manager, or you can email us at podcast at mc-mc.com. Diane, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day.